depending on if we post clips, people might not see this or not, but you and I are both in San Francisco today, according to our background. Both of our backgrounds are the Golden Gate Bridge. This is pretty crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, I'm sitting in my chair on the edge of a cliff. Me too. I don't know how I don't see you in real life. I see you on the camera, but... You might be on the other end. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. But you know what, Vinny? This is a pretty historical place, I would have to say. And we had a little bit of a hiatus from the podcast because we were busy influencing history, as we have done throughout the past. Um, So that's what we're going to talk about today, is just a lot of ways that you and I have influenced history. These things have already happened. Like most of them have, I want to say. Global events, U.S. history events, mm-hmm. any kind of event. It could be a random event. It could be a Thursday event. It could be anything. Yeah. I feel I feel like you should kick off the first one, Brian. You want to kick off the first one? Yeah, just let the audience know what is one thing that, I don't know, has happened in history that we have been a part of. Yeah. All right. So again, Vinny, this is something a lot of people do not know, but you and I actually ghost wrote the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I shouldn't really say ghost wrote the Constitution. I should say... The guys, they got together and they were like, all right, we got to we got to make this constitution. But they all had writer's block. Happens to the best of us, musicians, poets, yeah. um, authors, everyone hits writer's block every now and then. And we were buddies with them. So they called us up and they knew that that you and I, we, we make music too, Vinny. Yeah. So they called us up and we go over and we freestyled the entire constitution. Like I think I started off with we the people of the USA, we on a mission to ensure domestic tranquility and we secure all the blessings of liberty to ourselves mm. and our motherfucking posterity. The preamble. That's right. And then I passed it off to you for Article 1, Section 1. You passed it back to me for Article 1, Section 2. Right. We freestyled that whole thing, Vinny. Yeah. What was the other thing to the Constitution, Brian? Oh, I, I went through the amendments after the articles. That's what we did, okay? Oh, we just did the amendments yeah. up front because we said we don't want to do this later. Let's just add this in now. That's right. And you know what still really grinds my gears about that whole thing is that stupid James Madison gets all the credit for it. All he did on that song was the ad libs. That was it. So it was like, hey, yo, we the people, people on a mission to ensure domestic tranquility. Mama. So like he gets all the credit. The Constitution was originally released on James Madison's artist page on Spotify. And yet it was you and I that that actually freestyled. The whole thing. And I will I will give credit where it's due again with that whole mama ad lib like that was James Madison. Migos did not invent that. That was absolutely James Madison. So yeah, he was talking to his mother actually on the recording and he oh. just it was in the background when it happened, I believe. Right. That's what it was. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're was right. A, yeah. We just kept it because it sounded cool. Yeah. His mom was his mom was mad because he was out past curfew. And he was mm-hmm. like, Mom, we're trying to write the Constitution here. He was friends with that guy, Jefferson, who was a little weird. Yeah. Oh, TJ? Yeah, TJ was pretty cool. Yeah, no, he actually, he wasn't there that day because I believe, if I remember correctly, I believe he was sick. And yeah, you know what? That actually is what it is. Because I remember during during this Constitution, I'm pretty sure they cut this part out of the final copy. But I was like, now let me f- send official wishes to my boy TJ. His temperature hit triple digits, couldn't make it out today. And dude, I went absolutely off from here. I was like, mm. I might be the illest out here. Don't come near. I got the flu. I'm like, Jordan, I still play because this is my championship to lose. He was scoring on the bulls, but I'll be scoring on these tunes. It really ain't no dispute. This is that shit I constitute. And then they cut that from the final copy. I was like, wow. those are the coldest bars in this entire constitution. And yeah. you're going to cut that out of the final. I, I don't know if you remember that, but. I, could, it, I do remember that. That happened. Yeah. I was there when it happened. And you were spitting, you were. and I was like, "What? What are you doing? These, this is one of the yeah. best lines I've ever seen." Right. I think people were almost in agreement because Thomas Jefferson was one of the best basketball players in our nation's history. I think people forget that. TJ also played against MJ. Yeah, I don't know if you knew oh. this. Oh, yeah. 
I actually didn't even realize. So Jordan's flu game where he went off in the playoffs, was that against Jefferson's team? Yeah, it was against TJ. Yeah. Oh, it was against TJ. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he didn't play through the sickness, I don't think. He was No, he it was MJ that was sick, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay. It could have been TJ that gave him the flu now that we think about it. Maybe. This was way before the flu vaccine existed. Yeah, um, this is a good point. No flu shots back then. What's the craziest part is is that we signed the constitution on the bottom and they whited our names out. That that really bothered me the most. Yeah, which should be illegal. I think you know what it was? We tried to put in the constitution a line about not being able to white out people's names on the constitution, mm. but they cut that from the final copy too. Uh, so then it was like, okay, well, if it's not in the constitution, then I guess there's nothing we can do about it. So Right. And then it just history wrote itself from there. What's another way, Vinny, that we influence history? Brian, I think this was a genius idea of us. And I don't think people realize mm. that we have saved lives previously. Have we? Not human lives per se. Yeah, we have saved a lot of animal lives, right? Okay. So there's a story that it goes like there. there's this man named Noah, right? People thought he was a little bit crazy. <laughs> there, He wanted to build some kind of boat because he thought a giant flood was coming. Right. Okay, he was the talk of the town. No one in our town believed him. He came to our shop one day because we were woodworkers back in the day. And he yes. said... Do you want to build a boat with us? I said, you know, I think this is a fantastic idea, but Mm -hmm. what is the use of this? Like, why are we building this? He said, I need to get all the animals on it. I said, okay, here's what we do. Me and Brian are going to make a t-shirt kiosk. Yes, we did. To put in front of the boat to sell t-shirts to all the animals and that this is a cool boat. And we got all the animals on his boat. It worked. And the flood came. Yeah. Yeah. And Vinny, correct me if I'm wrong here, but- if I remember correctly, this story got horribly misconstrued over the years. Mm-hmm. What actually happened was it was Noah's bachelor party. Was it? And you and I were were his co-best men. Yeah. And so, dude, he was he was on every drug that existed at the time. Well, he was, yeah. Heroin was cough medicine back then. So he was legally just absolutely zooted. And we're in the middle of the bachelor party. And he comes up to us and he says, guys, God is talking to me. We need to make right. a boat right now and get every single animal on it and you and i are scrambling we're like okay uh, on very short notice we now need to get a boat yeah. build a boat and get every single animal on it so this was probably the most stressed i've ever been in my entire life but like you mentioned we were woodworkers so thankfully yeah. Vinny, we whipped up that book like fucking minecraft style we were floating in the air just throwing down blocks and building that whole boat and the the whole flood thing there wasn't an actual flood. It was it was basically just a booze cruise. But what happened was okay. those t-shirts that you brought up that we mentioned, I believe the front said, it said Noah's Ark 2900 BC or whatever mm. the actual year was at the time. And it had a picture of each animal's individual face on their respective t-shirt. And then the back of it said, let's flood the world with good vibes. Right. I do remember that. And then it was, Vinny, it was like a game of telephone from there. People, the story just got more and more misconstrued over time to the point that people actually then later thought that God spoke to uh, Noah and told him there was going to be a real flood. But really, it was absolutely just a bachelor party, party booze cruise. We did manage to get one of every single animal on board. And Vinny, I don't know if you remember this too, but this was probably one of the most wholesome moments I've ever seen. You know, like after an NFL game, how some um, some players will like exchange jerseys with each other? Yeah. I remember after that cruise, the animals, man, they were just swapping, swapping t-shirts, with, t-shirts. With each other's faces on them. Yeah, so I think the giraffe swapped love it. with a squirrel. I might have even seen an elephant swap with a beetle. 
That's so cool. Just absolutely wholesome, man. Like some animals, they fight in the wild, but they're tight. They're tight in real life. I remember on the front of the t-shirt, it was like a picture of themselves and they just swapped it with that other animal. So they, it's like a memento exactly. for the other animal. Like, it's so nice. Exactly. And then I assume every single animal probably hung up the shirt that they received from another animal oh, in yeah. the room and, and signed probably it. Probably had it yeah. signed. Yeah. I would assume yeah. I really wanted to get Chipmunk's shirt that day, but he had, he had already <laughs> given it to Lizard, I think. So he was a popular. Yeah. He was popular. Yeah. Everyone went up to Chipmunk. Everyone believe, wanted so Chipmunk. I don't know. Everyone wanted Chipmunk's shirt. Lizard was just the first to get to him. Yeah. It was a great time, man. Now that you think now, like I didn't remember because I was probably a little hammered. But oh, yeah. that's probably why I didn't remember the exact yeah. story. You know, like we were all having a great time. We we're all drinking. Brian, how else have we shaped history in people's lives? That's a great, great question. Well, Vinny, something else you and I have both done is I'm not sure if everyone out there is familiar with Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster right. and all the rumors that they exist. We accidentally started these rumors because, I mean, it was Halloween. What was it like 1765 or something maybe 65 sounds right yeah yeah and we were just having trying to just you know have a good time and i thought to myself you know it'd be a great costume is if i dress up as a blurry sasquatch yeah and then you decided the only picture of Loch Ness monster i've seen or i should say the only picture i've seen of you from that night is actually just a body of water with a little like snake lizard mo giant monster head it was my tail sticking out of it oh that was a tail mm. Yeah, so that's what it was. So you dressed up. You were submerged in water that entire night, Vinny. You really committed to that. And that was really, really good costume, I got to say. But boy, did people take that and run with it. I wanted to scare the fish that night. I think you even wanted to scare the deer and the squirrels because that's what the whole thing was. You know, yeah. scary, spooky. No one really thinks to scare animals. Yeah. So we were, you were in the wilderness and I was in, I think, some kind of lake. And mm. I was like, how do I scare these fish? And I was doing peekaboo in and out of the water, oh. scaring them as I dove in. That's and I feel like odd. you were just running around in the woods doing your thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, you were having a great time. Yeah. I don't and understand how it's like tell it's probably like the same thing with with that we just went through, you know, telephone with Noah's Ark just yep. got misconstrued over time. Exactly. Because I think what it was was like, I think I, I actually I had one of my buddies take a picture of me and a deer and then people were like, oh, my God, yeah, it's yeah. a real life Sasquatch. And I was trying to say like, no, 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 no. That's just me in a blurry Sasquatch costume. It's it's not real. But then it went viral on Twitter. I think it went viral on Reddit. Dude, I think it went viral on LinkedIn. Yeah. And once something goes viral on LinkedIn, it's it's out there for everyone to see. And that, the same thing happened with you. You took a picture with was it a was it a red lipped batfish? Was it was it? a red lipped batfish. Yeah. It was a red lipped batfish that you took. Yeah, you took a picture with. And yeah. once again, it just went viral. And the, that picture is still out on the internet to this day, Vinny. Yeah, it was on one of my LinkedIn learnings too by the way i had to do a linkedin learning oh. video and it was in one of that videos it's like does this look like a sasquatch or a blurry sasquatch that a brian is in and yeah. i was able to tell the difference you were mm -hmm. okay yeah because i think i saw that poll and it was like 99.9 .9 repeating percent of people who have ever taken that learning have thought that it's bigfoot and bigfoot is real yeah. And so I guess you were that that point zero 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 one percent that actually had you been. and I were, were the only two humans on the planet that actually voted for it's me in a blurry Sasquatch costume. It had to be. And my lungs still haven't recovered from holding my breath that whole <laughs> night. But, you know, we're still we're still yeah. getting there. It was, a, it was a long time. You really committed <laughs> to that. That was that was well done. Yeah. All for a picture, man. All for a picture. Yep. All right, Vinny, what else? What's another way that we influence history over here? I don't know if you remember this, Brian. But it was a board meeting back in probably 1535. Oh, the, the one in D.C.? It was in D.C., yes. Well, okay. 
There was this, uh, we were just sitting in the boardroom. It was, it was interrupted by this man named Moses. He flew into the board meeting right. and he just discussed like, guys, I have to get these people across the ocean. And we said, what, wait, time out. You're going to have to rewind and explain like why there's a need for this. Okay. So I don't exactly remember his reasoning, but something about like evil geese chasing them out of the country. Oh, and so they needed this... a method of crossing continents. Was this the same group of geese that um, ruined the Delaware River after eating a bunch of laxatives that we talked about in a different podcast? Yeah, 100%. It was? Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. But I'm pretty sure they had to flee from the geese. So this man, Moses, was explaining that there were crazed geese, and we were aware of this issue, at least. So okay. once he explained that, I said, okay, you said goose, geese. That's all that matters. We will help you get these people across yep. the ocean. Yeah. So we had to separate one body of water and create a little narrow path for people to walk through. Oh. And it was one of the hardest things we've ever had to do. It was it was that red one, right? Yeah, it was, it was the red, red sea. What was yeah. it? Oh, the red sea. That's what I was mm -hmm. gonna say. Red river. You're right. It was the red sea. Why was that water red? Oh, was it the red lipped batfish? Did they make it, the water red? I think they kissed the water, yeah, and, and it turned it red. Yeah. Okay. Okay. From the red lips, you know. But we had to get those people across. And once we got them across, I don't think the geese were an issue. It was getting the water back together that was the problem. It didn't right. want to go back together. It wanted to stay apart. That path wanted to stay there. Oh, my God. You are right. I don't remember how we got it together. No, because it was that Moses guy that he parted it. Yeah. And then you and I were tasked with cleanup. Oh, right. We were the ones who had to put that water back together. And we were like, is Moses fucking kidding me? Like, we just built this massive boat for Noah that you could have used to get everybody across this body of water, but instead you just had to go tear it down and break it. And then I think what it was, we like basically performed surgery on the water. Like if you, if you break a bone, like a compound fracture really bad, they stick like a metal rod in it and then like put it in a cast and let it heal. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah. what we did was we took some of our, our wood that we had that we used to make the boats. We had some leftover pieces, thankfully, and we stuck it in like nice and flat through one end of the water and then the other end, right. the other end of the water. And then we just basically just stitched it up by hand. We stitched mm. that shit up by hand, Vinny, and put a cast around it. And then has it officially healed itself? I can't remember. I'm not sure. I do remember that you put a lot of physical labor into this because one yeah. of the stitch, I was like a stitch or a piece of wood that got out of the ocean. And you yeah. physically held on for the weight yeah. of the full sea pulling against you. I don't know how you did that, man. Your back yeah. must be hurting. Oh, my God. To this, to this day, I still... I still feel the the physical labor and pain of that, but you saved it. There was no one strong enough to hold it. I was yeah. like, Brian, you have to hold that while I get the other piece of wood into the ocean, into and the sea, rather. The worst part of that was right before. So this was obviously salt water. The Red Sea was salt water. Yeah. And right before that, I accidentally cut myself with the the sewing needle when I was stitching the water back together. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so it was salt water just gushing into my open wound while I try to hold the water out and keep the, the sea from bleeding out. Because we almost lost the Red Sea that day. People forget the Red Sea almost passed away on that day. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's the Red Sea, because a lot of your blood's now in the sea. I think we need to talk about how now you influence history, man. Like, what have yeah. you done? I feel like there's not every time we've been together, but I feel yeah. like- there's been a time that you have done things that yes. have inspired history. Yeah. So this was, you You weren't here for this. I can't remember if I told you about this or not. Oh my God, this was a, a whole ordeal. So obviously when, when the earth was in its first stages, when the earth was like just being invented, it was just a prototype at the time. All that actually existed at this time was 
the Garden of Eden. I will point that out. Mm. You know, everybody had to create everything that was going to exist on Earth. So I was actually on the team that first invented food. This was, we called them agile teams. And I was actually the scrum master of that team that first invented food. Yeah, it was, it was, let's see if I can remember. It was me, God, the planet Neptune. And, oh, and you know who the last one was? It was Bo Bice, musician and former runner up on, on American Idol. Really? Yep. I thought you meant Bo Bryce, the wrestler, but Bo Bryce. Wow. Bo Bryce. Yeah, it was Bo Bryce. But so, yeah, Vinny, we were tasked with inventing food. And so the first thing we we started out simple and we created an apple. So our first prototype, and this was a prototype. It wasn't like official yet. We were not ready to release this to the public, but we just created it. And we went ahead and threw it in the Garden of Eden because that's where just everything was being tested on Earth before before actual real Earth was officially released to the public. And so, man, I still remember my frustration at the time because we we specifically called that apple the forbidden fruit because we didn't want anyone to eat it. It was just a prototype. We needed to just okay. put it out in nature and see how it goes. Why couldn't anyone eat it? Now I'm thinking to myself, why is this forbidden? It wasn't safe yet. It was the first, it was like the minimum viable product. I, okay. For just safety. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And again, this was, we didn't have multiple of these. This was the first one. So we didn't want anyone to actually eat it yet until we were able to recreate it and make a lot more and officially run all the studies and tests and prove that it's safe. And then dude, right. fucking Adam and Eve walk up. They were the first human prototypes. That makes sense. I was not on the team that invented humans. I think actually Jerry Trainer, better known as uh, Crazy Steve from Drake and Josh and yeah. Spencer from iCarly, he was the leader of the team that invented humans. Wow. So they happened to invent humans and they sent Adam and Eve into the Garden of Eden at the same time that we were trying to make food. And we specifically said, God, uh, he took on the duty of telling Adam and Eve, for the love of me, don't eat this fruit. And what do they do? They eat the they ate the fucking fruit. We were so mad. That was our only prototype. It was gone. So God went ahead and banned them from the Garden of Eden. And Jerry Trainer actually had to go back to the drawing board and and fix that. It was a bug in the design of humans. And I mean, this right. is why we test. I don't think they ever fixed it because humans these days typically have very bad self control. So I don't think they think they actually fixed that. But Vinny, probably I gotta. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a confession here. I was very petty. In this moment, I was very mad that Adam and Eve ate the apple. So this is why I decided that tasty foods were going to be unhealthy. And for the most part, uh, super healthy foods were, again, for the most part, not going to taste good. If it weren't for Adam and Eve eating that apple, I would have just made like donuts and cookies, the healthiest things on the planet. That was you. Oh, my. I had to punish humans. I had to punish humans in that moment because I was so angry and I was feeling very petty. And that is that's the reason. Yep. Did you know Kobe Bryant was the reason that Adam and Eve ate the apple? Brian, he Kobe Bryant, the black mamba, the mamba, as they call him, was in the room when he said, Adam, Eve, you got to eat this. And he's a very convincing guy. Yeah. Like, have you ever heard him speak? He he's yeah. very convincing. So I, I think that it was his fault in the end. I don't think it factored that into this. That must be what it was. Adam and Eve were like, this dude just scored 81 points in the NBA. He clearly knows how to navigate life. And we're just prototypes who don't know what we're doing. So we're going to listen to him and we're going to eat the apple. Yeah. What's a way that you specifically influence history that I might not know about? Well, Brian, if you're going to confess something, I'm going to get on the confession train myself and this okay. is going to suck. But um, you you recall that egg that was lifelike and I believe his name is Humpty, right? 
Oh, oh, that that Dumpty kid. Yeah, that Dumpty kid. Right. Badass. Yeah, he had a big ass. Right. He had a dump truck. Yeah. But I had, before he had gotten on the wall, and you may, you may remember the incident, I had told him to get on the wall. I was like, dude, you should see that wall, get up there. And I don't know if people know the preamble to this poem, mm-hmm. but it, it actually goes, Vinny said, Humpty, sit on that wall. Mm-hmm. And Humpty, he climbed, looking fearless and all. Suddenly it hit me. It felt so unreal that last I was up there, I left my banana peel. The banana peel. My banana peel was on the wall. And then Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. And, and then it was the whole thing. Was it Was it a, it was a great fall. It wasn't just a fall, right? It was a great fall. He had a great fall. Compare this, the great falls of Humpty Dumpty to like Niagara Falls. I would say like seven, maybe eight out of like comparison on a, on a 10 scale. Yeah. Like that's wow. how close. Yeah. Okay. So that's a lot of, of power and momentum behind that fall. Did he, I forget. Did he wait a second? Oh my God. I do remember this because right after I was done stitching up the Red Sea, I got a call about this egg that needed to be fixed. Yep. That's right. So you were the one who made him fall. Yeah. You were one of the King's horses and men's that came to fix him and put him back together again. That was, that was you. Yeah. People don't know about me. They cut that out of the movie. They cut it out of the poem. They cut it out of everything. Yeah. I paid them off. Just to get this straight, while I was busting my ass to try to fix the Red Sea, you were eating a banana, leaving it on top of a wall, and telling Humpty to go ahead and climb up that wall and then sit on it. The banana was eaten, but yes, at this point, everything had already been done. Well, I can tell you this, Vinny. The next time you and I need to put an ocean back together, I'm, it's it's you. You're, it's <laughs> entirely your problem. I'm not helping. No, that's fair. Fair punishment. Like, I'll put the blue sea back together if we ever find one. But whatever happened to Humpty? What's he doing these days? Because that dude, I'm pretty sure, wasn't he incredible at soccer? And then after that fall, I think that ended his career. It ended his career. And then they realized he wasn't a pasture egg. So they didn't really look at him the same way. So what was he cage free? He was cage free. Yeah, he was cage free. Okay, so that's why he wasn't able to play in the World Cup. Was because he was cage free. He wasn't an official like citizen of America, technically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Poor guy. Yeah. What's what's he up to now? What's he doing these days? I, I hope he's out of rehab at this point, but he was in rehab for a while. Was he? He was getting himself corrected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gordon Ramsay was actually the person who rehabbed him into being an egg again. But oh yeah, he egged him on. He egged him on. But yeah, it, he did I don't him, know yeah. what it came to be. Interesting. Okay. Well, Let's I hope he's doing on. well. I hope he's I hope he's cleaning himself up. I hope he's not slipping on banana peels and having any more great falls these days. But yeah. My heart goes out to Humpty and his family. I appreciate that. I mean, yeah. I just wanted to confess and let people know I'm sorry for my actions. Yeah. Brian, I apologize for putting that weight on you of fixing him. Yeah, no. And I mean, it's I, I'm still upset about it. But for the sake of the podcast, I'll just act like I'm totally fine with it. And we'll just we'll just move on. Vinny, let's no, Vinny, let's just forget about it. Let's move on. Let's forget that I'm the reason that healthy foods don't typically taste good. Let's forget that you <laughs> pulled those shenanigans on me. Die. Well, you know what? And is there anything maybe we forgot to say to our audience? Any super impactful ways that we influence history? It took me a while to remember it, but I'm pretty sure you and I were the reason that toast is a thing. Because toast. I'm pretty sure, yeah, back 5,000 years ago in the Black Desert in Jordan, where is that's where we were. Yes. Pretty sure that they combined 
some flour with wild wheat, barley, and they mixed it with some pulverized roots, right? And then they just cooked it and they made bread, right? That's how bread started. Right. And then we said, no, 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 no. Cook that again. Cook it one more time. Just throw it back in the oven just a little longer. And we made toast. And look what toast is doing these days. You can find toast almost everywhere. Yeah. I feel like it kind of flies under the radar, goes a little underappreciated. And man, throw some cinnamon sugar on that thing. Make it cinnamon toast. <sighs> oh my God. They made a whole cereal about it. Yeah, they did. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, they that did. entire cereal. And that thing took off. Yes, it did. I don't know if you have anything else you want to throw out that we've done. Yeah, you know, if any one, one actually that just popped into mind. It's it's funny, you and I were actually just discussing this the other day. I can't believe we forgot it now, but people might be familiar with the, the March of the Penguins. They made a whole documentary about it. Right. Those penguins, they didn't have GPS. We were the ones leading them. Right. The problem here, which I still laugh back to this day, and Vinny, I, I don't know if I ever told you this. I, I am very directionally challenged, as you know, and for whatever reason, I was trusted to be in charge of navigating us. I made a couple wrong turns. I did. I, I will admit I made a couple wrong turns. Really? Yeah. That March, what did it last? Like a couple days or what was it? It was, it was months, man. It was a long <laughs> March. It was a long time. Yes. Long ago. It's kind of out of my memory at this point. But yeah, that lasted months. That was actually supposed to be a four-hour walk. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know. I know. It's I made one wrong turn and then I was like, okay, I don't want people to freak out. So I need to act like I know where I'm going. But Vinny, at the end of the day, we made it there successfully. And the penguins, they didn't complain. They didn't say a single word. I heard, I'm pretty sure I heard George in the back saying, turn left. And we were going straight. And I don't know why we were still going straight. I said, Brian's leading. Brian's in charge here. Okay. But George is always full of crap. I know. Like, you know, George. Yeah. He's always yanking our chain. He's always trying to prank us. So I can't tell when he's being serious. I actually, I did think we were supposed to make a left turn. And then as soon as I heard George saying turn left, I was like, oh no, it must not be a left turn. Okay. I'm going to turn right here. And then that's where we ran into that traffic because there was an accident in Antarctica or something. Two polar bears. Yeah. Yeah. Two polar bears. Whole thing. A nasty crash into each other. And man, the worst part was it was mainly just people ahead of us rubbernecking. Like it wasn't yeah. it didn't need to be slowed down for that long. But at least at the end of the day, Vinny, we did get those penguins there successfully Yeah, to the point that they made a whole documentary about it. But yeah, Vinny, so I mean, after hearing this, I hope everyone is aware of how impactful we truly have been on virtually everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next time you pick up something, just think to yourselves, did Vinny and Brian have something to do with this? Because the answer, there's like a six or 7% chance the answer is yes. 